Spark your entrepreneurial pursuits with our guests' best-kept secrets for growing their business and healthcare practices. Get the how-tos that host How Out PR uses to win record sales for business owners and managers. This is BusinessWorks. Don't worry about a thing, cause every little thing's gonna be alright. Welcome to BusinessWorks. This is how LPR. I know I can't sing, but I, I just wanted to comfort those who are struggling through this, uh, this period of life and um, what we're doing in terms of trying to keep our businesses functioning and happening and growing and being healthy and uh, keeping the businesses healthy, of course, too. So um, I just wanted to say hello first and let you know that I have um, an interesting subject today. I am here for BusinessWorks, your business or your healthcare practice. I am a business development coach with a success track record working with over 600 businesses and healthcare professionals from startups to full-blown corporations and no sales to billions of dollars in sales. And um, my my um, healthcarepreneurs book uh, works for any business. It, it's not just for healthcare people. So healthcarepreneur is one word. And um, you can get that, I think, on... Um, online. Anyway, I'm not here for that. I'm here to let you know that the subject for today, integrity, is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. And that's from C.S. Lewis. And that's a quote from C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis, by the way, uh, lived 1898 to 1963. He was one of the intellectual giants of the 20th century and one of the most influential writers of his day. He authored 30 books. He was with Oxford University, Cambridge University, and his Nar- Narnia was the name of his, his book. The, the, the Narnia was the subject of The Lion, The Witch, uh, uh, the the wardrobe. Uh, he had seven book uh, books series that he sold. Over one hundred million copies were transformed into three major motion pictures: The Lion, the Witch, and the the Wardrobe. So, uh, his advice is pretty good. Let me just tell you that one more time, because if you think about this as it reply it applies to your business, as it applies to your relationships, as it applies to your family as it applies to Cookville and the community you're in, as it applies to anyone listening worldwide on a podcast. Integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. A business owner consistently sells used or outdated products or services and pretends they're new. An investor wants 80% ownership for putting cash into a startup venture, an amount that's just a tiny fraction of what the entrepreneur has already put into the business. A professional practice partner recruited with promises to function in her area of specialization ends up being pushed into other tasks through a contract loophole. A business partner accepts responsibility for operations, but instead spends full-time efforts in sales which he knows nothing about. The boss repeatedly argues with irate customers instead of simply granting their requests. The verbally agreed-to partnership is tossed overboard when one of the founders gets an investor and dismisses the prior partnership to form a 50-50 split 
with the investor. How about a business owner who refuses to provide growth opportunities for entry-level employees because increasing their responsibilities will force increased compensation packages? Integrity means keeping your promises. Integrity means standing up for what you believe in, no matter the cost. Integrity means behaving honorably in the face of temptation to be dishonorable. The dash to integrity, selfish as in greedy and being unnecessarily protective, protective is not the same as selfish, which is being oriented toward one's self. Being tuned in to what makes you tick is the most effective tool there is for developing a better sense of how to deal most productively and happily with others. In fact, being self-ish, that is being oriented toward oneself, is a direct road to integrity. Such a dramatic difference that a dash can make, huh? Self-ish. Well, it's the difference. The place to start or restart yourself on the path to higher integrity is to recognize that you can take initiative the very minute you choose. Simply choose integrity. Is it hard? No. Behavior is a choice, so choose to make it easy. Some important don't guidelines. I'm going to give you six don'ts. <laughs> you're, you're used to hearing don't probably most of your life, especially if you have your own business and people have said, don't do this, don't do that, you're including your parents, your in-laws, your family, uh, friends, um, who knows. But, but we are all used to hearing what to do and not do. Don't do this, don't do that. But I'm going to give you six don'ts <laughs> that uh, are pretty important, and I think you'll, you'll understand as I go through them. Remember, we're talking about integrity and the dash to integrity. How do we get to be high-level integrity? The place to start or restart yourself on that path to higher integrity is to recognize that you can take initiative the very minute you choose. Choose integrity. Don't say one thing to an employee, a customer, an associate, a consultant, a referrer, a supplier, a sales rep, an investor, a lender, and then do another. Don't promise what you can't or won't deliver. That's a pretty simple one. If you can't do it or you can't deliver it, don't promise it. And don't say one thing to others that you wouldn't say or do to another. Don't tell your employee something you wouldn't tell a supplier or vice versa or a consultant or, uh, a, you know, a, a associate or a customer. It's called, you know, this is like being straightforward with everybody is what counts. And it's what makes the difference in successful business. Don't ask for meeting options and then change them when you get them. This is all part of integrity, doing the right thing even when no one's around. Don't set meetings or set appointments. And this is especially true with 
professional practices and particularly with healthcare practices, and then keep people waiting without a truthful, on time explanation. It really doesn't take a lot of effort or energy to explain to somebody what's going on that is creating a delay and to ask for their patience and understanding. It's a whole lot better than ignoring it and letting people just sit and squirm. And whether you're calling a business meeting and and, uh, you can't be there at that moment or you have to leave the room for something or there's something's come up that's important, and you have to just dis, you know, kind of disavow yourself from those who are present. Explain yourself. Just give a reasonable explanation. You don't have to make something up. Be straightforward, okay? So when you keep people waiting around, what you know, you've been waiting around. You've done this plenty of times. Been a waiter, right? <laughs> you've had to sit and wait for a doctor appointment or uh, something. Uh, we all do. So when you're running the business and people have to wait, acknowledge them. That is the number one thing. Acknowledgement. If you're standing in the line at a bank and the, and the uh, banker behind the counter totally ignores you, don't you often feel like you just get up and get out of there? I mean, you know, or go through the drive view, drive through, drive through. I'll be all right. What you know, it it's just an infuriating feeling. It doesn't take much for the the teller at the bank to look at you down the line and give you a little you know hand wave and smile and let you know didn't forget you. Uh, we'll get to you right away. Sorry to hold you up. Be patient. Something. Give some reassurance. People want to be acknowledged. A visiting sales rep should be treated just as importantly as your best employee or your best customer. Why? Because she or he could be. That person could end up being your best employee or best customer. How are you, who are you to know that that won't happen? Always make the assumption that someone out there who is waiting or who is not being treated importantly is, is you, and how would you feel? Don't let that happen. Don't host a meeting and then interrupt the meeting with cell calls or text messages or put your hand up and tell everybody to wait for a minute while you, you know, deal with some little whisper issue. Don't interrupt the meeting that you're hosting. It's just not... <laughs> Imagine being on the other end of it. You, you know how you would feel. Don't call for a meeting and then change it on the fly at the last minute. These are all things that are done every day of the week. People do them. Um, we're going to talk about what the positive approaches are to take and how to make that work right after the break. If you have questions, please email me, hal at businessworks, with an S on the end, dot U-S. Put 941 in the subject line, and don't hesitate to ask any question about any show. Um, I, I will be happy to answer it. 
And if you will um, be good enough to uh, give me back a return request, I'll be happy to respond directly to you. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go away. Welcome back to BusinessWorks. This is Hal Alpiar, and I'm here today. We're talking about integrity and um, the idea that integrity is doing the right thing even when no one is watching. Um, it, it has to do with discovering and thinking in new ways. And I'll give you another quote from our friend Proust, P-R-O-U-S-T. If you're not sure who that is, look it up. It's a whole education by itself. The quote is that the journey to discovery is not in having new landscapes, but in having new eyes. So discovery constitutes looking at things in a new way. It doesn't mean you have to relocate. It doesn't mean you have to close your business and go open another one. It doesn't mean you have to change your family life. It means that you have to look at things differently. What things? People, employees, family, goals, partners, operations, integrity, meetings, customers, problems, sales, goals, integrity, meetings, <laughs> climate, packages, tools. You think of it, that fits. Doesn't matter what it is. Look at things with new eyes. Remember that Open minds, open doors. And I've been saying this for 30 years. Open minds, open doors. So, creating a positive attitude climate for your employees does not mean that you have to relocate operations to the islands. <laughs> it might, might sound nice. It's all a matter of how people choose to look at things, not the vantage point that they commandeer. It's a matter of how people choose to look at things, not the vantage point that they commandeer. So here's a six-point approach that you can start to use tomorrow morning or this morning, if you're depending on when you're listening, to create a more positive climate for your business. I would suggest that you take the trouble, because I think this is really worth it, and I've been doing management coaching and consulting for more years than some of you are uh, old. <laughs> and um, 137 years, I, I like to kid. Um, but, but I have learned the hard way what works and what doesn't work. I'm going to give you uh, six points in a minute, a six-point approach that you can start to use right away to create a more positive climate for your business. Right now, it is critical to create a positive climate for your business because we are in the throes of, of uh, uproar in the United States, of, of coronavirus, uh, 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 so many things going on and so many things going on in locally that, uh, and, and just having suffered through a tornado recently. There's all kinds of things. So we are at a point where we need to 
um, think a little differently and behave a little differently. And I'm going to give you some input about that. What I suggest is that you get yourself a paper and pencil or pen and write it down. Don't put it in your keyboard because um, that that doesn't help you remember anything. Once it passes into your keyboard, it's out. When you have to write it down, it goes through your mind into your arm, into your fingers, into the pen, and it goes out on the paper and you've got it. And that's part of um, really absorbing the information. So you got your pen and paper? Here is a six-point approach that you can start to use tomorrow morning. These are all very simple, quick, and easy, and you can make whatever notes you feel like about it. Number one, grow your people. Grow your people. Know what the capabilities and weaknesses are of each employee. Determine the fundamental goals of your business and match those goals against the talents that are available. Encourage employees to be, as Thoreau once urged, forever on the alert. Alert to new opportunities to acquire useful knowledge about the business, about your customers, and about their own individual areas of responsibility. So you're going to be a coach. You're going to be an educator. You're going to help motivate your people to be forever on the alert, to take advantage of every possible opportunity and learn new, useful information about the business, about your customers, about their, about their own individual areas of responsibility, whatever they are. So your job as the boss is to prod that, to help that, to facilitate that, to help people do those things. That's number one. Number two, share the visions that you have of your business goals. Don't keep that a secret. That does not help you or the business. Share the visions you have of your business goals. Encourage employees to participate in reaching those goals. Share the problems. Tell your people what's going on, but in, a po in positive terms and by presenting problems as opportunities. Then, guess what? Listen to their ideas. They have some too, and you might be very surprised. Take advantage of that opportunity. So share the visions that you have. Share the problems. Tell people what's going on, but do it in positive terms. And present problems as opportunities. Then shut up and listen to what they have to say. Listen to their ideas. Don't be critical of them. Listen to them. Write them down. <laughs> okay? Determine what Positive climate changes need to be made. That's number three. Determine what positive climate changes need to be made. In other words, should changes be made in job descriptions or physical layout of your facility to improve working conditions? Be very specific and take the time and trouble to write it all down on paper with a pen in your hand instead of a keyboard. Yes, it makes a difference. I don't know how many hundreds of times I've had to explain that, but it makes a difference. That's three things. Grow your people, share the visions, determine what positive climate changes need to be made. Now, number four, set an example. If you want to see others 
act more positively, guess what? You must act more positively in bad times as well as good. You will not be fostering teamwork if you rule by threats and intimidation. Praise in public and criticize in private. That's something my father used to say. So, good heavens, that's been around for a while. Be consistent with the goals that you've established. Let's go back to that point there. You will not be fostering teamwork if you rule by threats and intimidation. Praise in public and criticize in private. Be consistent with the goals that you've established. Keep those goals in front of everybody. Talk about them. Remind people of them. Use every opportunity to remind people of what it is that you're aiming for, for the business, for them, in a positive way. Okay, so that's four. Number five, reassess what it is that you do each day. Hmm. What it is that you do each day. Reassess that. Reassess the ways that you do what you do. Make adjustments that are more consistent with the changes you are making. Make adjustments to be more consistent with the changes that you are making. For example, if you want to encourage better communications, you'll need to establish a more open-door policy. And guess what? Do more listening. So that's number five. Reassess what it is that you do each day. Keep an open-door policy and do more listening. Number six, the last of these, devise new methods and systems for developing a more positive climate. I would love to hear from you about this, and particularly this subject, because it's something that I see works and it makes a difference. And whether you are starting a new business or thinking about how to revitalize your existing business to fit with the times and move forward, these are critical points to consider. If you want to uh, give me a, a, a quick email, I'll be happy to respond to you. If you give me a phone number, I'll call you. You can get me um, hal, H-A-L, at businessworks, with an S on the end, dot U-S, and um, put 941 in the subject line so I'll know where it came from, and I'll be happy to answer you promptly. And whether this is uh, something you hear in a podcast, and we've had people from other countries uh, acknowledging the podcast, or it's something you're listening to uh, live in Cookville, Tennessee, it, uh, it doesn't matter. You are in the world right now that is changing radically, and quickly, and um, you need to do that with your business, and I can help you. So please don't hesitate to be in contact. Have a wonderful day, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next time around. You've been listening to Business Works. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.